What's up, everyone? Welcome to our review of Soul. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. This review will be mostly spoiler, if not all spoiler, so this is your friendly reminder to go and see the movie before you come listen to this review, or maybe you just want to hear the whole thing spoiled for you and just see what we think. Uh, And that is our message. John, how are you doing? Chris, I'm good. I'm ready to talk about this movie. It's been out for a little bit now, and uh, we have some thoughts. We do have some thoughts. Uh, And just before we get to the rigmarole of what our thoughts are, let's get on to the other rigmarole of this movie. Uh, This movie was done by Pixar, another Pixar movie, directed by Pete Docter and Kemp Powers. And the writers for this were Pete Docter, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers. Uh, Pete Docter is known for writing on Inside Out, Up, Monsters, Inc., and WALL-E. And Ken Powers is known for writing credits on One Night in Miami, Star Trek Discovery from 2015. And some of the key actors were Joe was played by Jamie Foxx, 22 was played by Tina Fey, uh, Moon, I put Moon, I think it corrected, uh, Moon, I think it's Moonwalker to Moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's played by uh, Graham Norton. Terry is played by Rachel House, which is such a good performance, but we'll get to that later. And Counselor Jerry is played by Alice Braga and Richard Ayode, which is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, everything that he's in is so good, Richard Ayode. He's <laughs> such a talented voice actor. Moonwind, that's who I'm looking for. Moonwind, played by Graham Norton. I can't believe it It defaulted to Moonshine. Well, let me just <laughs> change that here. Uh, but... I didn't want to talk first about our initial reactions. Uh, And John, I really loved this movie just because of the message uh, about uh, age, living passions, so many of these different themes. And I think everyone from what I've seen, everyone takes a different message from this and it's a different reception all around. I've seen some people who are, don't really understand it. And then, for other people just hits them like a brick wall like this is such a great fantastic movie and it just it just was very enjoyable for me i liked the music i liked the design of everything the special effects were fantastic to me the acting done by everyone in there i didn't even i didn't even put a face to everyone who was in there because animated movies have a way sometimes of doing that where i didn't feel like when i heard joe talking i was listening to jamie fox when 22 was talking i didn't really hear uh tina fey uh when moonwind was talking i didn't hear graham norton which i love graham norton which is so funny it's just like oh that's graham norton holy cow uh the terry's the jerry's all of the different souls that you get to interact with when uh, we go into the beyond everything about this and the different messages and threads you could take from this are so impactful to me and i just absolutely loved this pixar movie i i i think it's one of the best that they've come out with and i think it's better than inside out and i know a lot of people love inside out but uh for me this one kind of tops it yeah and i think especially as a musician uh it was just nice to i I don't even know if it was nice it was just it was interesting to hear them describe something that i haven't really been able to put into words um, which is when you get in the zone and you, you kind of escape into this whole 
different place mentally and and like visually it's obviously not the same but just that that sense of escapism through music and how when you're playing and you're really getting into something good um you are it's kind of like a little out of out of body experience that you have um in in some ways and and it wasn't something that i've ever really seen portrayed in film or tv before um but just it, it the whole perspective from a musician was just something that really resonated with me um and that i i really enjoyed and i think i think they did a great job uh john bat bat batiste did a lot of uh, uh the music for it and and the piano was just incredible uh, i love the jazz elements of it all and i i thought it was just another uh another home run from pixar yeah it definitely was another home run it's just so well done and you bring up the idea of like when you're in the zone or when you're kind of like stuck in a rut and how how pixar explains that visually is so incredible and to see and then there's the people like moonwin who go into the zone and they're so like connected with that realm and those that spiritual type of feeling that people talk about like with buddhism and stuff and they're just like saving other people on their own journeys like the guy <laughs> the guy who's doing stocks like just suddenly it hits him like oh my god what have i been doing with my life and he just throws his computer everything off his desk i just i love the the small things that they do it's so incredible i i love just pixar is so great yeah they i think more than any other studio can articulate really intense uh thoughts and perspectives in a very simplistic and relatable way and and they've obviously uh i think the theme of every previous movie has always been like what if cars had feelings and what if feelings had feelings but with this one it was what if band directors had feelings (laughs) and that just that hit me hard man i think it i think this movie is one of the first pixar movies i wouldn't consider for children uh and and it does and i think i I wouldn't know because i don't have kids and i don't i haven't looked and sought out how people how people's kids have reacted to this movie but for some for some reason watching this movie i felt like it gravitated more for adults and i think kids could i'm not saying that kids wouldn't relate to it but i feel like adults more or less are going to understand all of the themes in this movie compared to a kid who might be like oh which i think is is totally valid like what what is my spark you know like what gives me life because i i gotta be honest like what like growing up there was like a few things i was like really into i i feel more like a jack of all trades like if i learn something like that's great i'll use it but you know how many kids talk about like you know in high school they don't know what they want to do with their life and going to college too it's like oh i'm an exploratory major because i don't know what i want to do like this is such a great movie for that yeah and and that i think you're right and i think it's a very timely movie because obviously this has been in the works for a long time to get the animation down so they had no idea that it was gonna it was gonna uh, premiere in the middle of covid um but to have at 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 the uh, sort of like in the middle mark of a time when people are really doing a lot more self-evaluation and asking themselves, do I really enjoy what I do um, whether at home quarantine or working from home and, and kind of out of their normal routine, this movie poses the question, what's my purpose and how do you define purpose? 
Um, is it my career? Is it, um, or, or is it my hobbies? Is it my family? What, what do I want to, to define myself around and how do I, um, kind of, uh, it is like more of like a self-explanatory way. Like how do I, um, approach this idea of purpose? Um, which I think, I think you're right. Like, I think a lot of younger people haven't reached that point in their lives when they are asking themselves those questions. But as someone who's been through those conversations with myself before of what am I doing? What, what is my purpose here? Am I, am I on the right path? Um, is what I'm doing correct? It was something that, that I think, I think was definitely designed with more adults in mind. Um, for people who have been through those experiences and and I think you're right I think I think kids can appreciate it for its humor and for the visuals but I think to really get a good appreciation for the film you have to have been through some stuff yeah it 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 really does play to that midlife crisis type of demo or maybe people in their 20s who still don't know what they're doing like myself but it is such a good it was a very good movie, but I did see people who were like, I don't get it. Like I watched one person on YouTube who said like, do I not get it? Because I chased my dreams and I made my dream job. And in like a podcast form and people, some people were saying like, maybe because some people just don't know what it is. And it's funny because some people have been looking at the Joe arc and it's just like, he realizes that his, his spark is not, music it's you know he's really good at teaching people you know we see that in connie where he's like that's her thing she when he's explaining the 22 when she's trying to give up her trombone and she just like no 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 when she loses the trombone when 22 kind of takes it away from her as joe like yeah absolutely all right well i'll take it back to the school and she's like wait wait wait, wait, wait. you know it's kind of that weird thing where it's like he he knows like oh this is what she's good at this is what she needs like you know, and he, he, Joe kind of is the guide for 22. And to see him just realize like, oh, uh, this is, this is what my spark is, or not necessarily his purpose. Like, I, I think I'm wording it incorrectly. His spark is music, but his purpose is teaching. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause that's what I got from it. Yeah. And it was, I, I think it, I think a lot of people can come to the realization that their purpose, quote unquote, doesn't have to revolve around something so egocentric as um, advancing your own career, but it can be it can be teaching, it can be investing in others, it can be helping someone else find their purpose, um, which is kind of what he he went through, which is um, that um, journey from self to others, and that pivot that he had to make in his life. Um, and and 22 just kind of represented that naivety of of coming fresh into the world with brand new eyes and seeing everything for the first time and and with joe having been in his life for so long he was just entrenched in his own beliefs and his own idea of what of how people saw him but then when someone else interacted through him um, in his own life he was able to kind of get an outsider's perspective and really step back and be objective about how people saw him, about how um, about his, how he responded to other people, um, and it just it kind of helped him get on a little self corrective course, and I I think I think it was done in a really tasteful way. 
Yes, very tasteful. But, you know, there are some things that are not as tasteful. So we're going to talk about the reception and some of the controversy around this movie that has come out. Uh, but going to its reception, it scored a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and an 89 from the audience. And on IMDb, it has an 8.2, which is pretty darn good for IMDb. And obviously, its Rotten Tomato scores are fantastic as well. But it did run into some controversy a little bit where it was people on Twitter uh, and some people on just Reddit were just saying that it is odd that when 22, who's played by Tina Fey, gets into Joe's body and goes through his life, you know, she kind of like a Tina Fey kind of fixes some of his issues like when he's talking to Des, you know, going to his barber and stuff like that. And they're having these conversations and people are just so enthralled with who Joe is because 22 is speaking through him. There's some controversy about that, how it just seems a little out of touch with uh, just like, oh, so this white woman is going to solve all this black man's problems, uh, which has been going around on Twitter uh, I don't know how you feel about that, John, but I, I mean, I guess I could, I could see that perspective, but I kind of felt like, you know, 22, 22 is using a white woman's voice because it annoys people. So there's that and is what they think, you know, that's what in the movie they're saying. And the, the, the joke or not the joke, but the point of the thing that when she's in Joe's body, at least how I saw it was that Joe doesn't listen. Uh, and that's not really 22 sol- uh, that's 22 solving it but if 22 were played by anybody else in there they would be solving that too i don't know if if it really is a racially thing but that's how i saw it what do you what do you think about that kind of controversy well i mean when you say that she solved it it implies a very active decision that she sought out an answer where in reality, it was just her stumbling through figuring out how to be a person, and she kind of accidentally led Joe to his own answers. I mean, she, like I said before, like she was coming into the whole world with fresh eyes, so she wasn't entrenched in the same misconceptions that he had about his life, where he, Joe thought that his barber loved hearing about his musical career, and that was all he ever wanted to talk about. Um, and all he had to do was just ask a simple question of, how is your life? How are you doing? Um, and and they, I think that they made it very clear early on in the movie, like you said, that she picks that voice um, and, and that, that look because that's what annoys people. Because it, it's not a matter of, of like power or anything. It's just her trying to get under people's skin. Um, so it literally, and it shows it in the movie, it literally could be anybody, it could be anything. Um, that's just how, that's just basically who the voice actor was in the film, is is a white woman. So I don't, I don't think there's any weight behind like the, any kind of racially charged thing. It's, it's just a matter of um, somebody trying to take a step back and realize that maybe they don't have the best picture of their own life because they're so in the middle of it they can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah, that's it, for sure. I mean, I, I, we agree, I think, on our sentiments on that. But, you know, maybe we're not seeing it that way. We're just, maybe, maybe it's, it's just people see it a different way. And uh, 
but you know those are the controversies kind of but the reception overall besides that have been very very positive and like i said a lot of adults are coming out the woodwork like we love this movie so that's pretty cool and plus it's about time we got a movie about music yes so go ahead oh no i was just gonna say that they in the vein of music they've already got a couple other pictures in the works down the road um so it it's and one of which um uh what's his face from hamilton is gonna be working on um you it, mean lin manuel miranda yes yeah yes that's the the someone speaking of, speaking of hamilton uh i i think his oh man i'm i do not want to screw this up david diggs yeah was in this movie as as the barber which is pretty cool yeah and yeah. i just like david diggs because he does some of the best music in hamilton now what did i miss so good <laughs> i i can't get over how great that role is for him in hamilton but anyways moving on we're gonna talk about the story next and we've touched on it a little bit but I think that the way they tackled a lot of things with the Jerry's and the counselors and there being Terry, the person who counts all the souls. Like, I thought this was going to be a very weird, like very, like really introspective movie and it could have complicated ideas, but they really nailed to me a great way of explaining things. I, I just Pixar just has a great way of dumbing it down for me, who's an idiot <laughs> to a good level. And I, I look at this and I'm like kids should be able to understand this. And I just, I love the story and the arc we get with Joe. I love the transformation we get with 22 where uh, the smartest people in history have tried to teach this person who doesn't want to go in or this soul that doesn't want to go into a person's body doesn't want to live a life i love how they have that duality where they're both in it for their own their own reasons and they go along with each other because they both have something to gain and then it just morphs into them accepting what what they've been denying this whole time i love what they did there and i'm curious what what you think this like how how you interpret this story because everyone seems to look at it differently. I just, I want to hear what your thoughts on it are. No, I, I, like you said, like, I think that they, um, tackled an issue that, um, I think for a lot of people, it's difficult to associate without religion to some degree. Um, but then just to simplify it and say, there's the great beyond and there's the great before. Um, and yeah. it, it's, it's not religious at all. It's just, your soul is here. Uh, and then when you figure out your spark about your will to live, basically, that's when you're ready to go and live your life. And um, I, it was just, it, it's, it's always such an intriguing way and perspective that they, they see the world through. And I thought, I thought it was done very tastefully. I thought it was done really intelligently where, um, like we said, like it, it's simple enough for, for a kid to understand but then uh, mature enough to where the adults get all the references of the people that try to tra uh, train 22. Um, like we, we can understand who those people were and their, um, uh, their impact that they could have had on her life. Uh, like all the Mother Teresa stuff, um, some of the uh, world leaders that were uh, with her. It was, I, I don't know, man, like just overall, I, I thought they did a great job. Um, 
And I feel like we're just saying the same thing over and again, which is the, just the it, comedy. Just a good movie. The comedy in this movie is so great. Like the the historical comedy they get when it's like Abe Lincoln, and she's like, "So how do you feel that uh, you're on like the five dollar bill or the penny?" And they put yes. Andrew Jackson on the twenty, and you see Lincoln just freak out. They put him on the what? It's yes. so so good. And the what do you, the part where Terry. Uh, take like grabs the wrong body and i think it's i think it's des or yeah, not it's, des. it's uh to be dig's character uh no des no des is paul okay no oh D- D- donnell rawlings is des david diggs is paul i might have said that wrong but yeah it's david diggs character who gets uh david diggs is not the barber it's no, no, donnell no, no, rawlings yeah. is the david diggs falls to the hole though yeah, so David Diggs falls to the hole, and when Terry like is like, "Oh, wrong soul," and he's trying to fix it, or Terry, I don't know if it's he or she, but it's it's voiced by a woman, Rachel House, which does a phenomenal job. I think it's Terry. We'll get to that later, but just like the joke where Terry's like, "You need to clean yourself up. These are really bad for you." When she Terry's in the chips, yes, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's it's inventive every time they come out with a film, they they invent some new type of character or perspective um, and everything associated with like the great before and those um, mentor figures that can kind of shape shift and be wherever they need to be. And they're all interconnected. Um, it's just, it's creative and they're just such creative films. Yes. And in part of that, like with the story that I found really fascinating is that when talk about the great before and it's like, Oh, you know, you're going to go and get souls are going to get their personalities and they're going to go and they're going to find their spark because they're going to go find their personalities here. And then they're going to be looking at things that give them a spark. And I found that really cool. And then they have a mentor program. I really loved the way they set up the grade before. And I really loved the Jerry's. I just, I love counselor Jerry so much the different voices, the way their art style is and how they interact with Joe, where everyone is calm and peaceful. And Joe's like, but I want to do this. And they're just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Over here. Uh, they're trying to help him out. And even like the Jerry's are sick of Terry. And they're just like, oh, Terry, look at that. Something's wrong. And then at the end of the movie, when he's like counting the souls and he just moves the abacus over. Yeah. It's like, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, I just... I think it's great. It's like, and Terry gets his own award that he kind of forced upon the Jerry's to give him for doing a good job. Yes. Uh, so, so many things about this movie are just so subtle, but masterfully done. Very great story. I think a little yeah. bit shorter than I intended. It felt really quick. Like this movie just was so, I, I never, I don't remember another film that breezed by so quickly quickly at an hour and 40 minutes like there's not a lot of pixar movies i remember doing that what well, about you I, I i think part of that had to do with the fact that the marketing didn't show off basically the last like two-thirds of the film like we've only ever gotten a taste of like the art style and the world and basically the initial dilemma of uh his soul becomes disconnected from his body but we'd never we never see anything about 22 uh, taking over his body or about Joe being in a cat. Um, we don't know about the Terry's or the Jerry's. 
the significance of like hunting for your spark. Um, we really don't even get much Tina Fey in a lot of the marketing. It's mainly focused on Joe. Um, yeah. So because we don't know what to expect, we're more invested in the story because we don't know beat for beat what's going to happen from the trailer. So I, I think that helped a bit with the pacing, just the newness uh, of all the content. Yeah, you really, it's funny you say that because I didn't even think about that. The, the trailer for this did not show us a lot, which I really do appreciate when the movie is good. And I think yes. it needs to happen more often for us to get like, because <gasps> sometimes I think that's a product of like today's of today's marketing. There are just some movie studios that just show you way too much of a movie. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, they're worried that unless we see enough to buy into it, that we're not going to be interested enough to pay for a ticket. But I think the benefit of it coming out on streaming was that it's already on a home that people are connected with. Um, that people, basically, it's it's all it had to do was be enough of an interest to say, yeah, I'll, I'll click on that today. Um, not, I need to get people motivated to leave their home, to come to a theater, to pay for a movie, to go sit down with people they don't know and care about to watch a film that needs to hold their interest for two hours. Um, I think when you can have the convenience of a streaming service like this, your marketing doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Pixar just does it well every time. I don't remember seeing a Pixar trailer where I felt like I already knew what the whole movie was about. So except for finding Nemo, that felt pretty obvious, but besides that, uh, it, it went really well but let's uh pivot to art style and man this movie just looks fascinating it, it's like people have been talking online people who are from new york city who are like this is the most accurate like movie like or illustration of new york in an animated film uh and obviously spider-man is pretty damn accurate but this people are like they got new york down so well and well, i they really love the rat huh they even got pizza rat they got i don't know where that's from that goes no, over my head. it's um it's it was just a, a thing that hit the internet for a while a while ago where it was literally just a rat dragging a piece of pizza and oh yeah yeah and and they even included that in this movie that okay now now i understand that reference i didn't really think about it when i saw it um All right, okay captain america yeah right hey, yeah i feel like captain america sometimes <laughs> uh yeah not in that way i just feel out of the loop anyways i'm destroying this bit uh so yeah our style i like the jerry's are kind of like picasso style um yeah figures, abstract, humanoids. abstract. Ooh, that's it it's just so just so many great things about the illustration and the the 3d models just oh i was so impressed with this and guess what they got fur down so well <laughs> take that cat you just like yeah yeah i mean when you when you have an animated film like this um the lighting i think is one of the most important parts of of getting the shadows right of getting all of the accurate lighting and the perspective um making the scene feel warm and not just um painted uh and, and really more immersive to where like, yes, the people aren't all anatomically exactly like a live person, but the world feels like lived in and real and tangible. And like you, when you hear the sounds and you see New York, 
you could like if it like in your mind you can smell the smells you can you can taste the tastes um like i love i think it's weird but like as as kids i always used to love um like the the pizza from ninja turtles and how and how that that animated style looked um <laughs> and i i think they did it with this too just like with the food it just looks it looks real and it looks, looks like the cheese happy. is gonna fall off yeah it's just little things like that where it doesn't feel so programmed from a computer like it feels like tangible and created and handmade yeah it 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 really got me when I was looking at the great beyond where the souls were in the line and I saw that big sphere of light, which is going to the great beyond. It's like, you know, the afterlife. It looked incredible because I could see around the edge of it. It is kind of like warping the stars around it. And I really loved that effect. A lot of things they did and choices with editing this movie really hit me like when he's ready to go to the great beyond there's no music then you just hear you hear this hum in the background of which is supposed to be like that kind of space feeling like it's a really deep you know what i'm talking about like a really deep hum of him going through space and to Mm -hmm. see like one of the jerry's come by and pull him aside and you hear the echo and it's saying like we want to give you another another go through it and just to see that moment of like not having the sound except for that space hum just really fits well like gravity which is kind of like what that what that hum of things going through space is it's gravitational and i i feel all of that weight in that scene and i've talked about before sometimes movies don't need any sound or they need like the faintest bit of sound to add a lot of weight to a scene and it's just masterfully done it's it's academy award winning stuff which anytime a pixar movie comes out they win an academy award and that that was a um a great moment and I, I don't know is there anything sound wise that you really enjoyed about this movie it just the the attention to all of the the music that they did i mean with it being so integral to the story obviously they were going to have to spend a lot of time um with real musicians and and getting things accurate but i think they did a great job of of showing um like the heart behind the music and the passion behind everything um like when he when he starts playing for the first time in the club and is just doing his own thing and they let him solo and he's he's really getting into it and you just get lost in the music I, I think it just, especially as a musician, that's something you can really relate to where when you hit something and, and it, it strikes, literally strikes a chord with you, um, that, that it, it, it's like in this form of escapism that the, the music becomes your vehicle to which you, you travel somewhere else. And it's, it's so weird and ethereal to talk about, especially for people who aren't musicians that don't really relate it to that degree. Um, but it's it's just it it was i don't know man like it was just so nice to see that portrayed in a way that i don't think i had ever really seen before um and the and the music itself was just so good um that i it just oh, I, oh god man i just we need to find something negative to say about this we're just we're gushing about it uh i mean 
when it comes to this, I don't. I don't know if there's anything negative I really can place on this as far as art style or anything like that. I just they the you mentioned lighting and the lighting when that petal like that flower petal falls in uh, Joe's hand when it's yeah. 22 and you just see like all the expressions go through uh, 22's face while looking at it. It's just like, I think I got it figured out. And it's when that's the moment like 22 wants to live uh, it, it or have a life. It's pretty incredible. I don't know. There's a lot of things um, so great about this movie. I think I'm trying to think about some things that I wish we spent more time. Like you could have done a runtime of two hours if you want to. I want to spend more time in that in the realm where the when you're in the zone. Yeah. I wanted to explore that a little bit more because as a concept, that's pretty incredible how they did it where you could be stuck in an every day-to-day rut. It, you like the routine and you're just like a zombie going through life and they have that and they have like when you're in the zone too and you're kind of on the same plane. I, I They could do so much with that. I, I think that's would be my only gripe is that they didn't do enough of that and Moonwind is on a ship like saving other souls i want to know like what makes him is it because of his connection and understanding like what makes him the the person with these other people to save other souls i'm i'm quite curious i'm i'm calling it uh, i think they should do a moon moonwind spinoff they probably will like they'll do like a pixar <laughs> short put it on disney xd or something like that yeah that's fair but they have to get graham norton in oh 100 percent. he was I, it didn't click with me initially who he was, and then as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, of course this is Graham Norton. I can't Gra- imagine anybody else playing a, a psychotic pirate type of role. Yeah. Then the only reason I know G- Graham Norton, because this stuff gets suggested to me on YouTube, and he's a really delightful human being. He's pretty... Like, how he gets uh, several actors onto his stage. I don't know if he still does the show anymore, but... Uh, I the just the the brits do things differently and i love graham norton i don't know yeah no he was a great choice for this a great choice and probably a lot of americans are like who the heck is graham norton but it's it he's look him up he does uh, some pretty cool stuff and then on to the last thing i wanted to talk about characters and performances uh because this is a very interesting thing to me because i thought the performances were very good but I really didn't care who was playing them. And I don't mean that as a negative thing. I just mean it like I was so enthralled with the characters and who they are and what they were doing. I really enjoyed. I really enjoy, I, I really just got lost in the performances that I'm like, I'm not thinking of that. This is Jamie Foxx. Tina Fey didn't really sound like Tina Fey to me. I don't know why, but you know, that's what I got from it. And there's a lot of emotion in a lot of the things that happened like when joe for me the biggest moment was when joe was like i really thought that it would be a different feeling like when he performs with dorothea Mm -hmm. at the club and he and everyone's proud of him his mom is there like she after the show is like congratulations son you know they're so happy for him that because after he just expressed all his feelings and to see joe's expression like i thought it would be bigger and dorothea explains it to him like the the fish who's who wants to get to the ocean 
And when he makes it to the ocean, they're just like, I'm trying to get to the ocean. The other fish is like, you're in it. And she's like, see you tomorrow at six. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, but even that, I feel like, is something that needs to, that should be talked about more, where the thing that you think you should be striving for in life, it it may feel great in the moment, and it's, it's euphoric to, to get that kind of high, but then it ends, and you have to move on with your life, and, and it's only a memory at that point. So... Yes, like he could go back night after night and and hit hit that high, but then when you walk outside, you're back at that low again, and you just constantly chase that feeling. But it, it's supposed to be about striving for more than just um, a moment. It's about um, about making connections and living in the moments and realizing that everything can be special if you make it. Um, which it, it all just, again, just feeds into that theme, um, that overarching theme of like, what's your purpose? How do you how do you define your purpose? What is it you're striving for? Yeah, I'm playing through the characters. I think it was it was really good. Um, I'm not I'm not saying I was blown away by the necessary per like I said, I'm not blown away by the performances because I was just so enthralled with what was going on. And I, but I really enjoyed just the level of detail and expression they put with people like Jamie Foxx and like hit it, like with Joe and, and every expression on their faces, the weight of every moment, really just overall phenomenal. I, I, I don't know how to describe it I, as far as the performance. I wasn't I, I just thought they were good. I wasn't super impressed except with Rachel House as Terry, <laughs> which Rachel House is the is the guard to. Uh, the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. And I don't know why. I just thought, like, the way the Jerry's and the Terry's interacted were so funny to me. And their performances really wowed me more than uh, 22 and Joe. At 22 and Joe, like, with Jamie Foxx and Tita Faye. It's not a knock on them. I just, I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand how to explain it. I, I'm more enthralled with the journey that Joe and 22 take and I'm more interested in their story and how the writers develop these characters more with the, the than the performances of the actors. I think that's a good way to put it. The writing for these characters outshines what the actors are doing. Yeah, and, and honestly, it it isn't necessarily about the voice acting um, for me, it was more about the ideas and the movie as like a philosophical discussion, um, which it just raises a lot of good points. And I, it's one of those one of those movies that I think you talk more about the themes than you do about the, about the performances, um, which you're right, like we're good and they got the point across. They did their job. But the main takeaway that I'm going to I'm going to have isn't how great of a voice actor Tina Fey is. It's about um, what what the movie made me feel and what it made me question. Yeah. I might have to rewatch it to see how it, how I perceive it, uh, from, from the, from the actor point of, point of view from the actor performance. Cause I just did not focus a lot on that, but I, it's not like I had anything really bad to say. I just thought it was, I thought it was good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it wasn't the focus. And I guess at the end of the day, if that happens, it's not a bad thing, right? you know yeah because movies should be about um 
like i mean they're escapist opportunities they're it's it's helping you get out of your world and into this world and and i think the fact that we're not sitting here analyzing the the acting and um because those are the, like the acting itself and the act or the um the art of acting is supposed to be about immersion and the fact that we just see these characters for who they are we don't care about who they they were voiced by means that we see the characters for who they are and and what the director and the artists were trying to get across through their art um not about the like the caliber of acting behind it um which i think is almost more of an, uh, a positive about the, the actors themselves than than anything it's that they were able to get out of the way so much that we didn't even see them. We just saw their work. Mm, I mean, maybe I, I, like you, I agree with you, but I do, I do think that the level of uh, voiceover when it comes to, when it comes to that voice out voice actors, that people who just do stuff in voice really are, their craft is so much more different than a list talent doing these. And there's some performance, specifically when it comes to video games, it really accentuates in a different way. And it's and like, once again, it's not to take away from Tina Fey or Jamie Foxx, because they are, especially Jamie Foxx, fantastic actor, incredibly talented. Uh, Maybe like someone who deserves more spotlight, if anything, in Hollywood. It is, it is a weird thing for me, who's played a lot of video games, who's seen a lot of great voice acting to look at this and be like i'm not super impressed and maybe that's wise because on this medium i've seen better performances and i don't want to knock people like tina fey down it's just people like tina fey or specifically jamie fox it's just i don't know like sam whitware who voices maul in star wars does a phenomenal jaw phenomenal jaw phenomenal job that is the word those those are the words i'm looking for a phenomenal job as a voice actor and as someone to bring that character to life uh i think i think that's a that is my knock on this movie is that you know pixar chooses big name people and i'd like to see them do more voice actors people who do video games or people who do more television because there are really talented people out there that could have also done maybe a better job on this movie oh we don't know but that's how you get people more interested in your movies but i didn't watch soul because jamie fox or tina fey were connected to this movie and i think that is one thing that i believe pixar does need to do a better job is like you don't need a-list actors that will be my critique specifically for this movie yeah but i i i do think that despite all the a-list actors and the the level of names they had they didn't market that they they showed Jamie Foxx, I mean, like, and he was the center, I think, of, of the marketing. Um, but to be honest, I didn't even know that Tina Fey was in this until I saw it. I didn't know that Richard Iote was going to be in this until I saw it, um, or that uh, Graham Norton would be in it. So they, they were, they didn't, I don't think that they relied on the names for the marketing. I think that they um, used them to enhance and to give the, col- like, a, each character a specific color, yeah well i think jamie fox um his role in this movie was more than just actor because he really i i believe from what i read is that he really gave this this team that created this produced this film a lot of 
direction on music and what it feels like and what are the what are the certain themes that you need to hit on what are some important things that musicians will understand that you could translate to other passions i think jamie fox was definitely a really good pick for doing the counseling on that but uh did i need him as a voice actor no but he is integral to a lot of other things so i guess it is necessary but i don't need a tina fey or anything in there is basically what i'm getting at i you could get people who are a little bit more uh qualified in the vod space yeah yeah and i guess it really just depends on on what you're going for vo um, is what i meant not vod i don't know what vod vod video no. on demand video on demand yes we can get better video on demand from tina fey vo is what i want to say voiceover <laughs> but uh you got any uh, last thoughts on this movie no i mean i solid heavy hitter from pixar uh it's got me more excited about their upcoming films um i can't remember what's the name of the one with lin-manuel miranda um the upcoming uh, one the, the what was it is it upcoming he's getting one i don't know if they announced it though yes uh it is oh it's encanto oh encanto yeah we'll see i don't i I don't know maybe that one's going to be musically kind of influenced or motivated so that'll be cool too uh to see what else they do with that but we'll we will get there when we get there maybe we'll do a, a review of encanto when it comes out but for now we will do uh we're gonna say goodbye Next week, we're going to be reviewing uh, the premiere of WandaVision. So stay tuned for our review of that. And with that, we bid you adieu. We will see you next week. So long for now. Bye, guys. Avi Dizane. <laughs>